0: Welcome to our bonus episode of the 42 cast. Uh, This episode came about because I had originally wanted Jennifer Hartshorn on our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, but because she was sick she wasn't able to come on and so I had a one-on-one sit down with her a little bit later with the intention of splicing her commentary into the episode and it Quickly became apparent to me that uh, if I had wanted to do that and do it right, it probably uh, would have taken uh, a week or so of my time, uh, interspersed with the other things that I do, uh, just to get that right. And uh, it didn't seem worth it when I could just release it as a side story uh, all of its own. So here we are with the uh, full interview there with Jennifer Hartshorn. And uh, then we'll be back for our third episode. Uh, probably on Monday. We're, we're trying really hard to get to Monday as our regular release day, but uh, it, it will be Monday or soon after Monday, and uh, we're going to get that on track fairly soon. And so now on to the interview in progress. Joining me right now is someone that we really wanted on the episode proper, but she couldn't join us because she was suffering with the plague. And that, <laughs> <laughs> and that is the uh, the co-host of Earth Station MCU, Jennifer Hartshorn. How are you doing, Jennifer?
1: I am doing much better now. That the the, the, uh, the awful cold from hell is is on its way out.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. It's good. Although, Indeed. When you were when you were saying I'm feeling much better now, reminded me of um, the actor who played Gomez Adams, and <laughs> yes. <laughs> You played a character on Night Court, and you used to say things like "I'm feeling much better now." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was a it's a lousy cold that's going around. I just was was drowning in in mucus for about a week and a half, but uh, hmm. but fortunately, I'm recovered now. So,
0: well, that's good. Indeed. So, yeah, wanted to talk to you about Agents of Shield season four. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was wondering if you could just, excluding the episode, because now that we're talking, you know, we recorded before right uh the the episode that just came out uh on january 10th but uh but up to that point could you just give an overview of sort of your thoughts of this season
1: sure um i was uh i i ended up with with egg on my face big time because people were saying it's ghost rider i know it's going to be ghost rider you know <laughs> as, as soon as the the buses came out in san diego and mm. i was like no that's hellfire the, the the flaming chain that's his thing god will you people please calm down and then, of course, I ended up, you know, having to eat my words because, yes, he ended up being the the one of the main focus characters for the the first half of the season, and I think they did a fantastic job with him. Um, I think that he was that they, they did a great job with the effects. Although rumor has it they kind of blew the the entire budget for the season <laughs> right. on that, but um, but the effects were fantastic. Uh, He was well cast. I thought they used him well in terms of making him, you know, an ally with the team, but not, you know, not integrating him in as as part of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was still Mm. very much his own thing. I thought they did a great job with that. I really feel like like the writing got stepped up a couple of levels uh, this season. Obviously, we've got, um, you know, different episodes are written by different people, but um, there was one early one. That, that it was, uh, I mean, it was like almost West Wing, you know, Game of Thrones level crack dialogue and dialogue and intrigue. A lot of the stuff that they did with Mace, I thought, was really good. He ended up being another character that I was very skeptical about, and he, he has ended up being smart and and competent and in in every way i I was really not sure what they were going to end up doing in terms of having you know a replacement for colson because how can Mm -hmm. you replace colson you know i thought okay well it's going to be somebody who's gonna turn out to be evil and they're going to have to overthrow him And uh, I think they did a great job with with him and and keeping him smart. He's somebody that, you know, even if the team doesn't always agree with him, you got to respect him because he's good at what he does. And how cool is it that he's Patriot? Oh, my God. Right. I think that, you know, they've they've done a good job of, of not getting too sidetracked into to weird side plots. I liked what they did with the dark hold. Mm. That was that was again, that was something where I was like, okay, this could go super pear shaped real fast. But um, what they did with Eli, the way that they, um, you know, if you're if you're Easter egg hunting, the way that they tied it in uh, kind of subtly to both Doctor Strange and a plot line that they had going on Agent Carter for a while. Mm -hmm. So I I, got to say, I'm not every episode was perfect, but I, I feel like. All, all those haters that bailed on on Shield in the first season or something really need to come back and give it a chance because I think they they've th- this is their best season yet in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean yes, I mean yeah. If you're comparing it to the first season. <laughs> <laughs> everything that the show has done since the winter soldier tie-in has been a huge leap forward from that yes
1: but I, th- I think this is this has been a step up uh like I said i I felt like I was watching a grown-up show you know <laughs>
0: there,
1: there just been there have been a lot of times where the team was just not smart yeah. you know or or where you know things got telegraphed. Uh, Max dialogue this season has been awesome. I love <laughs> the shotgun axe so much. I know. Um, it's 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 just I'm just very, very happy with how it's been going.
0: Yeah, that was one of my favorite moments was, you know, at the end of season two when Mac <laughs> had the, you know, the gun and the axe. And, right. you know, it's like being able to, like, combine that and constantly referencing it just shows that the creators are cognizant of what fans are latching on to. Right. And, you know, yeah, more of that. <laughs> it, it, exactly. Of
1: that. Yeah. And and Mac has, has really stepped up in terms of, of being... Um, I don't even want to say the comic relief. He's not the comic relief, but no. but he brings some levity, you know, to much needed levity to a lot of situations, as well as being the guy who can step in and, you know, knock somebody's head off.
0: I, I love Mac so much. I really loved when they introduced him because mm-hmm. I like Mac and Fitz better than I like Fitz and Gemma.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is an unpopular perspective, but I, I think Gemma started off as a complete dumb bag of hair. Not <laughs> not not literally, obviously. Character's very smart, but I mm-hmm. thought she was the weakest character out of the entire show. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did not think that that her time on on you know Blue Filter World, you know, gave her. <laughs> <laughs> a tremendous amount of of depth and and everything. I, I find her the least interesting character on the show, but it says something that that even the character that I like the least out of the whole show was was much more interesting. With with putting her in a position of authority where she had to, you know, juggle things with with the director and being put in awkward situations with uh, you know, with the team because of things that she you know knows or is not allowed to know or whatever so I mean they've, they've even done a good job with Gemma this season so
0: yeah I, I, I was convinced she was dead at the end of last season because I was like they're putting her together with Fitz
1: right this is a, a weakened show.
0: yeah. Right, right. It seemed like a forced move. Mm-hmm. Well, I was convinced one or the other was going to die because I was also looking at, well, they've added another Scottish scientist to the show. Right. So, dude, will they say we have one Scottish scientist too many and then have them get together only to have Fitz die and then Gemma's guilty, you know, feels guilty, right. but, you know. Um, I, I, one of the things we talked about, uh, you know, on the episode before, though, is that we don't particularly care for the Fitz Gemma domestic squabble side of things and how do you feel about that
1: I uh, like I said I I find uh, that that's not what I watch these shows for you know and and it, it is a rare show that makes me care about the the characters side lives um I will say just tangentially that Travelers on Netflix was one of the few shows that, that made me actually care about what people were doing outside of the, the A-plot. But mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they haven't dwelled on it more than they have. Um I think that you know there've there've been it's it's been a background thing for the most part in terms mm-hmm. of you know oh well we're, they're getting an apartment together or whatever but it it hasn't um it, it's not something that I think is particularly entertaining or great but it also hasn't overshadowed things um to the extent that uh that people's personal drama has in some seasons like yeah. you know just anything to do with Daisy god <laughs>
0: I, I will say this. I think that they did the thing with her father that they did it well.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, eventually accepting that he was her father and everything mm-hmm. about that and knowing that the only way to fix him was to make him forget right. and the pain of that, I thought all that was beautiful. But, yeah, in general, the the Daisy plots are...
1: <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the you know it's Skye and her super friends right. kind of thing. And, and her daddy issues with Coulson are just like... Really? Can, can we? No, can we not? Well,
0: well. What about the implication at the end of the half season that Coulson was going to make her director if it had been his choice?
1: <laughs> well, I I felt like that was that was just a, a a hat tip to the the comics geeks because she had been the director in the in the comics. I, I cannot believe that Coulson would actually put somebody that young and inexperienced in charge of Shield. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that her having her own, you know, sort of sub-team, her having the Secret Warriors is great. Mm-hmm. Her actually being in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., God no.
0: Yeah, I thought it was so tremendously stupid, and I felt after the show had done such a good job of sort of backpedaling away from that season one where it was all about, Sky is Little Miss Perfect, and we just right. all, you know, love Sky and we'll do anything for Sky because we just think that she's so gosh darn great. Right. And, and then all of a sudden it was like it was back, and I was like what? if you couldn't be the is dumb, okay? Yeah. Well,
1: I think that he, he does have, you know, he, he does certainly have some issues um, in, in mm. terms of, you know, the, the life that he never got to have, the daughter that he never got to have. I think that, you know, he, he is, he, he does have some very big blind spots when it comes to Sky, but.
0: Yeah.
1: See, who I still call Sky instead of Daisy, but.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying really hard to change to Daisy, but I still say Sky a lot as well. So. Yeah, it seems like you uh, agree. We we talked a lot about uh, Mace and about how he was such an interesting character.
1: Yeah, I, I like I said, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. You know, when when I, I I thought that you know this this could go a couple of ways. They're not. I figured they're not going to have somebody who's you you can't have somebody who's more awesome than Coulson because Coulson is. <laughs> it r- remains my main reason for watching the show because mm-hmm. he's awesome. And, uh, you know, there was, we, we'd had so many, you know, we had, uh, you know, Edward James almost and we, we've had, you know, all, all of these people who have come in to, uh, uh, I don't even remember what the name of the female character was that, that Coulson was semi-romancing. And all, all mm-hmm. these people that have come in to quote-unquote takeover S.H.I.E.L.D. have, you know, ended up you know sprouting horns and being evil or, <laughs> or or getting taken out tragically or whatever and i was like okay well you know mace is gonna last you know three episodes something but i've been very pleased with how he's turned out he's ended up being very cool he's smart you know like
0: right
1: one of the examples that i give is the time when uh, when when um Mac and Coulson were like, "Okay, Dad's on board. Quick, hide, hide the Inhumans." Mm-hmm. You know, when when they were they had uh, had Daisy and um, and uh, and and Ghost Rider uh, on and, and uh, his brother on uh, on the plane, and mm-hmm. Mac is like, "Oh, I'm gonna be smart. I'm gonna put them in the containment unit and stick them to the bottom of the plane." And Mace walks in and he's like, "Okay, guys, come on." I know that there's a containment unit, and I know it's missing. <laughs> I'm not right. an idiot. And I was like, "Whoa, he's actually, you know, he's paying attention." This is because you can't have you can't have somebody that we're gonna root for be dumb, but at the same time, you can't have him, you know, smarter than Coulson, you know, because right. Coulson's our favorite. So. It's, it's, been a, it, it's been a balancing act, but, uh, you know, he's, he's super badass. I think making him an in, Inhuman was, you know, at first I was like, no, you should have stuck with, you know, Super Serum or, or any number of other things. But it, it makes sense with the paradigm that they've set up. You know, we don't have mutants. We're, we're going to, you know, this is, this is the corner of the sandbox that they're allowed to play in at this point. Um, you know they can't access every everything in in Marvel. They're allowed to play with Inhumans, so it makes sense that that he's an Inhuman.
0: Yeah, I. I uh... There are a few things that I, you know, thought about. Like you, I was thinking, uh, he's going to be sinister, and they actually did that in the beginning, which I thought was a smart move, too, uh-huh. to get us more interested in what was going on, was by making him seem very sinister. hmm
1: But he's just, he's a head of a spy agency, and he's
0: good at his job. Uh, right, he's a very political animal, and, and it's right. kind of, I mean, the genius of this particular person being the one that heads the group is that mm-hmm. not only is he a political animal, which is important because... She Shield has to get back credibility. But they also chose an Inhuman, which, in a post Sokovia Accords world, was necessary to gain credibility with the Inhuman population, also that, hey, you know, we're not coming to kill you. Right, you know, because exactly. because look who's heading the organization. You know, so
1: precisely, and you know, and and as you said, the way that they set it up, he seemed very sketchy because he was very political, and he, you know, a team that trusts is a team that triumphs. <laughs> you know, it's like well, how can we how can we take this guy seriously? But you know, that is. That is one skill that that team was lacking was they did not have somebody who had the ability to schmooze they had mm-hmm. spies they had people who can who can infiltrate but they didn't have somebody who you know has political connections so i thought bringing in somebody that has that soft skill that everyone on the team lacks was actually a really smart move.
0: I like the fact that, you know, you keep on saying that we've lost Colson or he's replaced Colson, but he hasn't in the in the true I mean, he's replaced him as director. But right, we still right. have Colson.
1: Right. And Colson is still getting to do cool stuff.
0: Right. Because I mean one of the problems is that Colson always I mean, he did go out and do things, but a lot of times we'd see Colson talking to somebody at the base because when right. Colson's the director he can't go on every mission. He can't be front and center. Right. Now he can be front and center in the active exactly. part of the episodes, which I think is better. And having a guy like this be our guy back at the base sometimes, and sometimes he will go out on missions. Right. Um, so, so, so yeah, I, 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 I think it's just genius how they've kind of tried to do a soft reboot. Yeah. Of ab- Shield. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because, because, um, because Colson, you know, Colson started out as, as an agent, as, as, mm-hmm. you know, his first name is Agent. Um, and, uh, and so having him, you know, able to, to go out and do things, I think, is, is very good. You know, they, obviously, it was, it was a different direction with the show. They were, you know, he was doing, you know, more of the, the Nick Fury, you know, behind the scenes stuff. And he was, you know, we had a whole season of him, you know, carving, you know, runes into the wall and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but yeah I think that you know they're they're doing a good job of keeping it fresh I mean that is that is one thing is you know at the the end of last season you know it was very much on the bubble it was very much something where we were going is this is this gonna get renewed now personally I think that if ABC is listening to their Disney Overlords that they're they're going to keep this on the the air for a very long time because it's an hour long commercial for the rest of their intellectual property, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And, and having shield on the air is, is an ad for the movies and an ad for the comics and, and everything. Um, So I think it's, it's smart business to, to keep it on the air, you know, as long as it's, and, and while its ratings have not been fantastic, they've been better than other things they've put in that ten o'clock slot. Right. So um, I, I was again, I was I was very concerned that they were sending it to the ten o'clock slot to die, so that it would you know get terrible ratings, and they would have an excuse to go, oh well ratings are just so bad, we're gonna have to cancel it.
0: Well, well, you know me, and you know how much of a Doctor Who fan I am, and you know how traumatized I was in the 80s when the BBC did exactly that—is right? They moved Doctor Who to a time slot where it was up against the biggest competition that they had, so that they killed it. You know, they had an excuse and said, oh, the ratings are just awful for Doctor Who. <laughs> well,
1: and, and in fact, that, that has been an issue with modern Doctor Who as well, putting it up against Strictly Ballroom. It's like, what? What were you thinking that it was gonna? It was gonna beat that, really? It's like putting something up against American Idol. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, this this definitely did look like it was being sent to ten o'clock to die, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh and and i think they've done an amazing job of of turning it around and um and and doing a great job with it i i really think this is this is the best season that we've had so far of shield
0: uh, let me ask you another question sure. and this is getting very speculatory because uh you know we we don't have enough data i think but since you do pay attention a lot to the news coming out mm-hmm. of the mcu and everything do you think that shields return gets acknowledged at all in the movies.
1: Um I I think it's complicated. Um the 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 problem as as you know is um they're they're actually in two different uh reporting mm. structures right now and they have they've have obviously not um not not done very much at all to reference um, uh, anything from uh, the w- whether it's it's Shield or even the the Netflix shows mm-hmm. in the movies. I-, I keep hoping that that something's going to change. Um, I-, I keep hoping that something is going to change like within the next couple of years because man, Inhumans is going to get so weird if we have. An Inhumans TV show and potentially an Inhumans movie, and they're not on the same page.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: it, it, it sounds like we could have you know like the the ground level Inhumans like like Daisy and and uh, you know Yo Yo and things like that in a TV show, and then have the the Royals in the movies. But it's now it's sounding like they're going to have the the royal family in the TV show. So so anyway. I feel like they're getting to the point where they have to start. I mean, they, they, they they gotta they, they gotta pick one. You know they they, mm-hmm. they gotta either say they're separate, or or start getting them together. I would love nothing more than to have uh, Coulson and May show up. You know in uh in in the um in the Netflix series. I would love. Mm-hmm. To have some crossover there, I would love for them to get name checked at least in Infinity War. But I kind of feel like at this point there's there's just so much political crap behind the scenes, and and at this point we don't know. It's like you know if you had asked me months before Spider Man was announced if there was any chance of Spider Man coming back to the MCU, I'd be like, yeah, that that's that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> and yet here we are mm-hmm. um you know somebody uh th- this afternoon was actually uh th- there's a rumor right now that um peter dinklage is going to be in infinity war mm-hmm. and somebody actually was it you that said do you think he's playing trask no it wasn't wasn't
0: you no 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 i i don't think it's going to be trask and i don't think they're going to have a, a fox crossing over yeah
1: you're, you're that's right you were the one that said pip right yeah.
0: yes i think it's patrol
1: I think you're absolutely right, but but somebody was like, "You think he's playing Trask?" And I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> I don't, because that no, those if there ever is a crossing over between the X Verse and the MCU, they're not going to backdoor it with a character like like Trask." Yeah. Um, but you know, but you never know. Like I said, there's there's so much that is just corporate politics and and. I will give them credit for the fact that, you know, we we get lots of rumors and we get lots of speculation, but they play it very close to the chest and it's it's going to happen or it's not. And we will find out when they tell us.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think that a crossover between S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Netflix shows is, is more likely. Because uh, yeah, they're in the same. I would love
1: to see that happen.
0: Right, and and Clark Gregg has even expressed interest in doing that, so I wouldn't be surprised. He
1: has, but but I put absolutely no stock whatsoever in you know breaking news actor would like to
0: work. <laughs> you know? Yeah, true, but but I mean. Defenders would be the most likely place to do it that Coulson oh, shows sure. up, you know. So we don't know. We might see something. It wouldn't take that much time out of his schedule to do like an oh, episode or something. And uh, especially because those shows might film during the off season for S.H.I.E.L.D. And so, you know, you would have availability. So, right. um, so, so yeah, we'll, we'll see on that one. Um, another thing I'm just going to throw out there is mm-hmm. that I didn't hear it. But apparently Trump mentioned Ike Perlmutter as somebody that he was thinking about appointing to and as an advisory role or something. So that might mean there's a change in the structure <laughs> of, the, of the TV. I, I, wish, I wish you could just
1: see the, the look on my face. I, I don't know, man.
0: Okay. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to do that. I was just saying that there might be a change in the structure there of, of you know, uh, who's...
1: There could be. But, you know, um, you know, he's, he's an old dude and, and he might, you know, he might kick the bucket any day. Who knows? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, that's something where I just, I kind of wash my hands of all of the, the political machinations and corporate stuff and say, you know what? what'll happen will happen and we'll find out when it happens
0: yeah my, my dream though which i know is likely not going to happen would be for colson to show up in an infinity war and be the one that heals the rift between tony and steve because he's Ugh. he's the one they all liked he's the whole reason they formed in the first place and for him to be alive that yeah. would be, that to me has a sort of narrative, you know, uh, uh, uh um, what's the word? It's, it's, it, you know, it's like yeah, things it's, come it's, full circle. Yeah, right. yeah.
1: And, and, and that's, that's not untrue, but you know, if, if I'm sure you've, you've heard me rant on, on it before the fact that, you know, Tony and, and Steve have perfectly inverted character arcs mm-hmm. and, and they, they have been the mirror opposites of each other in terms of their relationship with uh with government and with trust in other people and and everything and so i would i, I would like to see and i mean i i think the way that it's, it's been set up at at the end is at the end of civil war is perfectly fine you know it's you know if you need me i'll be there
0: mm-hmm. you know we,
1: we we may not be happy with each other but um you know and who knows where things are going to go in infinity war in terms of the accords um right Things, lot, lots of things could change.
0: No, I, I, I realize that, and certainly for this to have a lot of viability in the long term, something's going to have to change because you can't have all your heroes. On the run from the law, basically, because that really limits your storytelling choices too. So.
1: Exactly. Yeah. There's, I mean, obvi- there's, there's loads of things they can do with it, but, but yeah, obviously things are going to have to. There's going to have to be, dare I say, an accord, um, <laughs> but between between everybody, and it's it's going to have to get patched over. But um, but yeah, and and Coulson coming back would would be fine. I think that uh, I, I think that that they, they would all be very, very, very upset indeed um, right. over having been kept in the dark for, you know, what will it be, like, seven years at that point or something? They
0: could all bond over being mad at Fury, though. They could. <laughs> Why didn't you tell us? You liar!
1: <laughs> Fury is not a good person. He He is no. a terrible, terrible person, and yes... He's, he's Samuel L. Jackson and he's cool, but he is not a nice man.
0: So. Well, you know, they even had the line in the Avengers where to just stick the knife and twist it into Steve, he he dipped the, the trading cards in Coulson's in blood. blood. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, you know those were in Coulson's locker? They weren't on him? It's like, oh, sometimes yeah. you just have to give him a push or something like that. <laughs> that's
1: exactly what he said. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, you know... Bad person, Yeah, you know, And and in Winter Soldier, all all this, all this, you know, mm-hmm. all the stuff that that we realized his his uh, involvement in Project Insight and and everything else. Um,
0: yeah.
1: he's a he's a bad bad man. He
0: had no problem with the idea of Project Insight as long as it was you know his guys uh, control, you know pulling yeah. the trigger, right? Yeah, exactly. But uh, oh well, Hydra wants it to take care of people. They have to consider for that. Well, that's bad, you know. Exactly. <laughs> um. I do really quickly. I know we're going a little bit longer here, but uh, I just want your sort of reactions to last night's episode.
1: Okay, so, so I thought it was I thought it was a very good episode. Uh, uh, again, the it's, you can I, I have not been been following who writes what episodes, mm-hmm. but you you can really tell that there's there are some people that get the the Cracker Jack dialogue and some people that don't and. Mm-hmm. Mac was, uh, you know, I, I try and, like, post <laughs> funny lines from the show, and I could not keep up. I would, I would be typing one, and then another one would come up, and I was just, the, the writing was, was was very good on that. Um, I think they did a, an interesting twist with going ahead and uh, decapitating um, Ada, mm-hmm. right, you know, in, in the first episode of the, the, the new half season. I was really weirded out by Radcliffe. Heel turn though. Mm-hmm. That was that was just. Um, I mean, y- y- you have to kind of go back and say, okay. Bear in mind, when did we first see this guy? He was running like a an underground, you know, body mod, right.
0: lab, <laughs> which
1: is pretty creepy. Uh-huh. You know, there's that, and uh, and then you know he ended up working for Hive, not willingly, mm-hmm. but uh, saw some saw some pretty incredibly creepy stuff go down there and i get that the dark hole you know makes makes people nuts and yes he did look at it Mm -hmm. um and yes he definitely has that you know uh you know that that uh genius hubris you know nothing that i do can possibly go wrong and you know (coughs) insert jen's Long rant about America's anti-intellectual and anti-science bent, <laughs> but um, it just was really weird that he just you know like went all blah, ha 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 at the end of it. But but there but it works. I mean, it's it's not like it, it doesn't make any sense. It's just part of it is I'm just I'm just sad for poor John Hannah that that he he's playing another weasel character after all. It's, it seemed like he was actually playing you know. Something different than than what he's played before, but no, he's playing another scheming douchebag. Well
0: remember, two Scottish scientists is too many. So that was either Fitz or Radcliffe.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean obviously he's he's you know, he's his days are numbered now that he's, you know, popped claws and and, and, and become clear that he's a bad guy. Right. But um but you know, there's 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 a number of things I was talking with people about today, you know Radcliffe has an obscene amount of money. Yeah, and and we've never gotten any explanation for that. Um, you know, the the watchdogs we're now learning, obviously they've got government backing, but they've also got somebody called the Superior.
0: Yeah, which I thought was really hokey that they just refer to this person as the Superior.
1: Right, but you know, the clairvoyant whatever they they got to have some you know stupid secret name so that we don't know who they are right. until it's revealed to be somebody that we already know. It's Talbot. maybe maybe it's entirely
0: possible because I don't know any uh, yeah I don't know any other reason for them to keep it secret unless it's a character that we already already know know. right right
1: right, of course um and that's that's really the the only the only thing Mm -hmm. it's it's possible that that Radcliffe is the superior you know Mm -hmm. um it's it's possible that you know he sees inhumans as you know the wrong the wrong direction to evolve humanity in that he wants, he wants people to become, you know, powerful through, through biomechanics and, and technology. And mm-hmm. maybe he hates inhumans because they're, you know, elevating, they're, they're, you know, degrading humanity through, you know, merging with alien DNA or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and, and obviously he saw Hive in action and didn't, didn't like that situation either. So, I don't know. Uh it was it was, you know, I, I thought early on that Radcliffe was going to turn out to be a bad guy and then I was like, hey, eh, maybe 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 actually maybe he's just he's just what he appears to be. But um I, you know, like I said, I was kind of I was kind of disappointed by by the reveal, but I mean, I, at this point they have they're re-earning my trust enough that I'm going Okay, well, prove me wrong and do something cool with this. And and I'm going to give them a chance to to prove to me that this is going to be awesome.
0: Well, I was impressed that they did the turn at all because they everything seemed to be moving towards we're going to do Ultron but better. You know, right. and that was going to be the second half of the season, you know. Ada is going to Because my problem with Ultron was that it was a very 1960s story told in mm-hmm. two thousand and fourteen where they had to set up a MacGuffin with Jarvis and the internet so that Ultron could Ultron couldn't hack things after he hacked right. the Stark suits. Whereas mm-hmm. really, if you have an artificial intelligence in this day and age, like, right. nothing would be safe because it would be in every computer. It could watch you constantly right. and everything else. And I wanted to see more of that kind of a you know, of an Ultron, more of an implacable yeah. threat rather than just like another figure that you get into grudge matches with. You know, and can right. slap around because he's just a and, robot. And have
1: big fight right, right,
0: right. And um, and so I was like, oh, and, and, and they, they did that this episode. You know, they had the mm-hmm. hacking, you know, the, all the equipment in the base. They couldn't trust what was going on. They couldn't trust, yep. them. they thought they were being watched. The planes were attacking them. It was great. But, yeah. you know, I could I could see that getting old, though, after, you know, the 12 episodes that they have left sure. in the sea Fourteen, actually, that they have. Now, what,
1: what they have said, though, is that they're going to do. Uh, they're going to do. Uh, they're going to split this into. There's going to be the LMD arc, and then there's going to be another mini arc at oh. the end of the season.
0: Oh, three yes. stories this season instead of yes. two. Okay. Yes.
1: So, um, so that's that's actually something that uh, that I was discussing with people today as well. Is um, now that now that we've got you know the, 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 we're bringing up the the identity of the superior, and mm-hmm. and who that might be. And, um, you know, the, the whole thing of, is Hive really dead? Uh. And, you know, <laughs> okay, did you, did you notice his name was Hive, right? Mm-hmm. He has a Hive mind. Mm-hmm. His consciousness is distributed. There were plenty of other Inhumans that were left that he was Hive mind connected to. Mm-hmm. So it's it is entirely possible that his consciousness is out there maybe maybe Radcliffe will make a handsome Brett Dalton looking you know <laughs> LMD because now we have LMDs in the uh-huh. world and that can happen Um, So there's no reason that we can't have Hive back in that form or, you know, he can look like anybody. It's he's a he's a shape changer. He's a body hopper. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think that it's it's certainly still possible that we could end up with Hive back again at the end of the season or they could do something totally different. You know, yeah.
0: I do expect us to get a ward LMD for some reason or other right. <laughs> just, because, just because, yeah. Cause just because they like Brett Dalton and they'll, you know, want to give him another way of playing awesome. Yeah, a variation of his character. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I am, I am fine with that. Th- that's, you know, that's another example of something where I was, I was very skeptical about their ability to pull it off. And, you know, I was like, once after the first season, I'm like, how can you have this person still be a continuing character? Mm. You can't. You can't. There's no way. And I was I was very happy with how they handled him, having him be a you know a, a recurring character. And um, you know what what they ended up eventually doing with him, I thought was was tremendously fun. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, he he. Yeah, I he I, he sold me on his great acting skills because I didn't have much time for Agent Bland, but the genius was I wasn't supposed to. So right. yeah, that was,
1: that was the thing. I, I kept you know I I I kept calling. In fact, I think you and I had gone back and forth about you know Agent Whitebread. Yeah. It's like oh, he's the tough guy. You know, handsome white cop. Mm-hmm. You know that, that that is in everything, and he also reminded me tremendously of uh, the guy. Um, I'm blanking on his name, but he played the uh, the vampire in the American um, Being Human, um, and he played hot dog in Battlestar Galactica. And oh,
0: okay, yeah.
1: Uh, that that guy. Uh-huh. He he just he just looked like you know stereotypical handsome cop guy, and I was I, I yeah. I, I was, he. I mean, the the there were the characters in general were so bad when they were first introduced. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was generic white cop guy. Mm-hmm. Sky was you know basically the the magical perfect girl from every Whedon verse. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's <laughs> um uh what's her name Buffy. River and and uh, Buffy and and everything mm-hmm. else. And Fitz and Simmons had were nothing they were just you know the geeky comic relief mm-hmm. with no personalities and the, the the show has just become so much more and and when people refer to this as a whedon show i'm like joss has not touched this show since the first episode and mm-hmm. the first episode was crap yeah so you know this is, this is jed whedon and and marissa this, this is not a Joss Whedon
0: show. yeah I think they're very conscious of that because every time I thought well I know how this is going to go you know like for instance I thought for sure Ward was going to be redeemed somehow because you know right. that's a Whedon trope of the, the big bad guy becomes a good guy because we find right. the you know the, 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 the way to turn and show the that he was
1: and spy and else. right
0: yeah. and then it's his path to redemption is why we're watching it and it's like and I'm nope, so
1: glad they
0: didn't yeah, do that nope didn't go that route at all i was wondering the same thing about uh the senator it's and simmons well i was wondering the same thing about the senator i was like it all depends on what she does with the brother whether or not she is a redeemable character it's like if she murders her brother you know then she is a not redeemable character
1: yeah and and as soon as she was like come on we're gonna get away i was like if if they had been leaving by themselves then there was a chance that he might live. A slim chance, but a chance. When she was leaving with the watchdogs?
0: Yeah. Well, when she basically told him the only reason she wouldn't kill him is because she wasn't sure that he was an inhuman. Right! You know, and then it's like, you just revealed your powers. (laughs) Of course she's going to kill you. Yeah, I thought that that was really stupid. Um, But, uh, and well, the other part that was really stupid is that they they even said in the episode there are tests to show if you're an inhuman or not. You know, there's genetic right. testing and stuff. So why didn't they do that on the brother while he was, you know, laying around to just verify? You know, it's She should have yeah.
1: she should have. But, you know, um you know, ov- obviously they're you know, they're squirrely and they're you know you know, she wanted to protect him mm-hmm. and, you know, she wanted to, to give him a chance in, in some way. But um but yeah. <laughs> and, and and again, here's here's another example of of bad guys who are not stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like w- when they were when they were saying, "Oh, you know, uh, um, Simmons was the one to go into the office and and do a ridiculously bad Southern accent, right. um, <laughs> trying to trying to be subtle." And it's like you're going into Nadir's office and you're like the only shield person that they've seen. Right what the hell and I was like god how I mean it seems like they would recognize her and I was so proud of the show for the guy gets the guy's like oh I have no idea who you are I am completely snowed by your clever southern accent (laughs) and then he turns around and he's like it's that girl that we brought in and I was like yes bad guys who are not I mean the
0: problem is though if S.H.I.E.L.D. is back and they have staff and we've seen all the people walking around they've talked about you know the fact right. that they that there's departments now and everything it's not just 6 7 right. people anymore you know he should have been the able to bring like right he well well yeah. even if he brings Simmons and Sky along because they do want Simmons to check the brother out you know once they get sure. him and everything else you have a couple more agents come with you you know the, the right. you know the non stars you know
1: but But on the other hand, I thought it was actually pretty cool that, you know, we've been seeing over the course of the last couple of seasons that Simmons has said, no, I want to get so that I'm a more competent field agent. Mm -hmm. And she's done training with May, and holy crap, she actually held her own in a fight. So that's
0: great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I agree. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought I liked the reveal just because, I like things that surprise me and things that let mm-hmm. me watch a, a scene that I've already seen in a new light. Because what he did was really smart. He pretended he was scared of the dark hold, But really, he thought, if I seem too eager, you know, yeah. they're going to be all over me once this is done. And so he was smart and said, oh, no, I, I don't want this. You know, so th- no one suspects him at all.
1: Well, no one suspects him at all and I don't think that was necessarily an insincere reaction. I think that I think that he is smart enough that that he looked at it and went, Oh, that's that's incredibly powerful. I would like that, but my brain is going to get taken over, so I'm going to walk away from it Not realizing that the damage was already done and it was already inside his head and it was already going to whether, you know, whether whether he is, is a bohaha greedy for, for power guy or mm-hmm. not, um, you know, we, we've seen we've seen with Ada, we've we've seen with, with everyone else who looked at the book the fact that, you know, it just as as soon as as you look at it, it gets its hooks into your brain. And you know, just like we were we were all willing to accept that it was possible that the dark hold had changed Ada. I think that you know it's it's entirely possible that he was not as much of a bwa-ha-ha bad guy when we first met him, and that that the dark hold has you know has seduced him and is is making
0: him evil. Well, see, I thought from that ending that they were saying that Mm -hmm. the whole thing about Ada going crazy was completely misdirection. He programmed her to act that way, so that
1: yeah, I I think that's I think that's true. But I also think that that um, that. She got information she she got transformed in in ways that he did not anticipate I think, but I couldn't yeah, see, wrong. I
0: thought it was all a game just be a yeah, I thought it was just a total fake out by him that you know this this was a plausible scenario that he created with the crazy stuff shield goes through, uh, and that all mm-hmm. she was always an automaton, but he just gave fed her lines of dialogue that made it seem like she had become self aware um so yeah so uh, well the other interesting thing about that is that he forced the scenario to see how they would handle hacking and he has seen how they handle hacking now which was smart he yes. said he plays a long game and i think that that will come up later that knowing that Fitz has yes. this backup he's going to come up with a new thing that will sabotage that as well
1: absolutely and when i love the fact that it it, it looked like a like a you know 1989 <laughs> right. Vax computer that he was you know, in like Apple chewy Five or something 5 was inch floppy disks I know right
0: I was like oh my god this is like 1980s like, technology
1: well yeah but it's like floppy disks it's like you can have like a crumb of data on there it's like you know you can have a stack of, of floppies that's you know 18 feet high and it's still less than than there is on a jump drive but, but anyway, it was yeah. cool. It was it was a very cool yeah. scene. Um, but yeah, it, it it remains to be seen how how smart Radcliffe mm-hmm. is. Like like I said, there's there's a lot that we don't know. You know, he he was obviously a a antisocial person with his you know, um, his crazy body mods you know club scene thing that he had going on previously. He's he's got obviously like Tony Stark level. Like bottomless wealth. (laughs) Um, Well, if you think
0: about it, he was doing this all for rich patrons, so maybe, yeah, it's all the body mod work. He
1: was doing that for rich patrons, but building multiple Adas? I'm guessing that's not cheap. Yeah. I'm guessing that's, you know, like Billions of dollars. Uh, possibly, oh, oh, sure. But I'm saying know? it's
0: the profits from all that body mod stuff that he was doing that he's, that he's now investing in the Ada and Maybot. <laughs> yeah. Because he has yeah, that, too. Exactly. Which, my prediction there... Is that because he was saying everybody's gonna get what they want while looking through May's eyes at Coulson, which is they're gonna sleep together and he's gonna have May, you know, influence Coulson or something, and that's gonna get awkward when real May comes back (laughs) because Coulson's gonna have gone through this whole, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, relationship with the fake May, and that's the kind of stuff I really don't need, but well.
1: Yeah. I'm 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 not a really I I don't watch these shows for for relationship drama. That's 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 not what that's not what I'm what I'm here yeah. for. But you know, but angst is good. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 all for, you know, uh, awkward um, you know, horribleness. Uh <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, that's that that's all good. Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll see how My it goes. last
0: question for you is mm-hmm. do you feel a loss of Hunter and Bobby in the show?
1: Oh my God! Yeah. Yes, I mean, especially especially yeah. Hunter. Bob, Bobby was great, but but Hunter and and Mac has largely stepped into that role of smart smartass, wise mm. guy, you know. And 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 that's great. And I love Mac to death. And 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 you can, you know, we, we've we've gotten more depth out of Mac as a result of them not being there. But I think that the the most wanted idea was a terrible terrible idea from the start because they were, because they were such a strong part of mm-hmm. the team and they they brought so much to the show um that that's that's another reason why i was very worried about the show going into this season um and i think that they have recovered splendidly that they have they have done a great job this season but um but yeah, I, I think that I th- you know, like, like you said, in in many ways, it was it was almost a soft reboot in terms of the way that they reorganized mm-hmm. everything. And uh, and you know, they they made made the best of a bad situation. But I think that I, I think that spinning them off into their own series to begin with was a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. And you know, I think it's a shame that it didn't it didn't work because they they could have been great on their own series. I'm sure, but it was it was a bad call to take them off.
0: Well, I think it's ridiculous that they took them off before the series got greenlit. It's like, at least wait and see if you can get the series and then say, okay, now let's write them out. So it works out.
1: And the previous season, they had, they had left Mm -hmm. it, um, in, in, such a way that it would, it would have been perfectly fine for them to, to disappear and go off and do their own thing. And, and so, yeah, it was, it was premature, but you know, or, it's it's possible that you know that they had they had this you know um they had a plan all along but uh it, it takes an awful lot for me to to believe that people have have long-term plans for for shows like this yeah. uh, you know i i tend to think that they're you know they're 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 doing it season to yeah season.
0: unless you, you know? have a very strong creator-led series like babylon 5 yeah they're doing it season or, to season. or like
1: Breaking mm-hmm. Bad or, or something like that. Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. You know, I, I believe that they've got a five-year story arc. But with, with this kind of show, and, and not saying that the showrunners for this aren't a strong creative force. Mm-hmm. I think they are, but it's, it's also a matter of style. Some people have, I have a story that I want to tell in five mm-hmm. seasons, and it is going to be a five-season show, and then I'm done. And then you've got people that say, I love these characters, I love this world, and I'm going to keep writing until they... Pull the plug mm-hmm. on me, and I think that that's that's the the style of this team.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's pretty typical, you know, for most series is that they don't plan yeah, beyond a season because why plan for something you might never get?
1: Right. And, you know, and, and you have you have ideas about, you know, you, you have, you know, tentative things, but it's it's not like it's not like shows like B5 and um, and, and Breaking mm-hmm. Bad, where there is a very clear plan right from the get go of where where we're heading um, and how we're going to mm-hmm. get there. there. There isn't I don't think that there is a when they sat down to to write the pilot, I don't think they had a and this is how the series is mm-hmm. going to end.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, yeah, I just hope that at some point, even if they don't bring them back regularly so that we can have Hunter and Bobby back for an episode or something. Oh, yeah. uh, I know that she signed on to a new show, but I don't know when it airs or what, how, you know, what, how long mm-hmm. its seasons are or anything else. So, I mean, it's still possible for her to do another show and still show up on S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, of
1: course.
0: So, yeah.
1: Of course. And there's, you know, there, there's, a, there's an internet, you know, Cadre that's that's really hoping that Agent Carter is going to come back now that uh, conviction's yeah. canceled too, but not holding my breath on that as much as I would love to see it. Um,
0: although although f- more flashbacks with Peggy Carter, I think would be far more likely.
1: Would be yes. splendid, absolutely. Well, I I I say it again and again, but I really really desperately want to see uh, Cold War Shield in the in the sixties with um with Howard and Peggy and Hank and Janet Pym and uh uh Anton Vanco, mm-hmm. that is a show that I would pay good money to watch
0: well you never know
1: who knows right it and happen. it could even
0: happen in the next 20 years and it would still be okay because the actors would have aged enough to be in the 60s so this is very
1: true this is very true it's still good. all
0: right well thank you jen for taking the time to talk of to me course. about this uh, like i say i mean Absolutely. you are the one who is steeped in mcu constantly
1: yes that is that is that is one of my primary fandoms i love it very much
0: so. all right well why don't you sign off and let people know where they can find you
1: Absolutely. Uh, again, I'm Jennifer Hartshorn. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I do not do the Twitters, uh, but I am on Facebook. Uh, and we've got our uh, Facebook group for Earth Station MCU. And you can find us uh, online um, at, uh, let's see, we've, we've got a WordPress. Uh, again, if you just, just Google us, Earth Station MCU, you can also find our podcast, uh, which comes out kind of weekly. I like to say <laughs> weekly. It comes out at least a few times a month. Um, And uh, that is at Earth Station MCU, just like it sounds.
0: All right, and that wraps up our bonus episode of the 42Cast. Join us back next week when we have a full episode of the 42 cast where we're going to talk about the four Berlanti superhero shows on the CW. That's right. It's Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow, so definitely come back and check that out. We definitely want to hear your opinions on the podcast, so feel free to email us at everything at 42cast.com. Check us out on our Facebook, www.facebook.com slash 42cast. Tweet to us at at 42 cast, uh, one word 42 cast and uh, or go on our website 42cast.com uh leave a comment. Uh, so We're also a new podcast, so it helps us a lot to have reviews on the various uh, services that we're on. So we're on Stitcher Radio, we're on iTunes. If you could take the time to leave a review so that people know whether or not they can check us out, um, definitely appreciate that because we want to get the word out whatever way that we can. Tell a friend. uh, If you've liked this, uh, definitely spread the word whatever way that you have. We've also got some really exciting stuff planned for future episodes. We've recorded a lot of episodes that we have banked up and ready to go. We're going to have a regular feature on comic book movies where we're going to talk about uh, the impact of the movie, how well it adheres to the source material, stuff like that, so uh, definitely uh, it's something that I'm excited about. We're also going to talk about uh, various uh, controversies in the Greek geeky community, so that's going to be uh, kind of fun and exciting, and we're also planning on doing some interviews uh, with some creators in the uh, any kind of creative industry that's uh, geeky so uh, excited about that as well so there's a lot of neat stuff coming down the pike Uh, we are going to cover a few more uh, series um, but uh, once that's uh, over we're going to definitely vary things up quite a bit here The other thing is we are going to get more uh, regular with what day we drop episodes. Right now it seems like they're always coming out on the weekend, which I realize probably isn't the best time for getting the word out because people are usually busy on the weekends, not necessarily checking their various media for the next episode of something to drop. So uh, if you have a strong opinion on that, definitely send it my way, but uh, the plan is to, uh, with episode either four or five, get things aligned so that the episodes are coming out on Monday every week, so that will give us a regular point uh, when the episodes are coming out so that people can expect that, oh, another new episode of the 42 cast is coming out that day, so uh, hopefully that's all going to work out too, but uh, just in case you were wondering uh, how you know when a new episode comes out, uh, I've definitely thought about that, and it is something that I'm working on. But uh, whatever day you're listening to this, I hope that you have a great week, and until next episode, this is Nathan, signing off. You've been listening to the 42Cast, copyright 2017. Got a question for the ultimate answer? Contact us at everything at 42Cast.com. Theme music is Sharper Swords by Brandon Ellis. Check out more of his work at www.cityfires.com. Incidental music is provided with permission by Fur D.K.
1: This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.